Hello, boys and girls, young people, old people, everyone in between. Welcome to the podcast with no name. I'm your host, Chris Chavez. And I'm your co-host, Nolan O'Brien. We have a special uh, day again today. Uh, a special day again today. So do you, um, Nolan, I know you were born in the 1970s, but do you like uh, music? No. You don't like music. I well, do. then this episode's going to be rough for you. <laughs> no, I am just jerking your chain, sir. I, of course, like music. Um, however, my musical knowledge did kind of die out with Jim Morrison, so that's, that's about where true. I'm at, and everybody else is light years ahead of me. That's true. Yeah. Well, it's because we have a special guest here today. Uh, we do? <laughs> yes, we do. Oh, we do. Or, or the audience is just going to think that we have different voices, and we're just like mimicking mm, someone that's yeah. there. But, uh, gentlemen. Ben Trollitwist. <laughs> yes. Uh, we have the, the two of how many people in, uh, in the band? Five. Five. five uh, two of five here from the Mischief Committee. Wait a minute. Guys. Somebody just held up four fingers when they said five. That was cute. Five. Like, uh, <laughs> <laughs> sorry, my thumb's not, not great being a finger. But two of five of the Mischief of Committee. Five, the mischief Gentlemen, please introduce yourselves. Hello, I'm Brock. Hello, I'm Brock. the basis for the Mischief Committee. And uh, I'm Tenshi, who is the guitarist, vocalist, and screamer of the Mischief Committee. Wow. So it's like the whole band is right here. We've got the guitarist and the screamer. What more do we need? One of us is clearly more talented than the other. Yeah. <laughs> Brock, are you speaking about yourself in the third person? Oh, no. <laughs> As he points himself, no. no he would never, never do that. <laughs> so I'm going to start off <laughs> with one question. Tell me the origin of the name of the band. How so did that that start? was more of a statement. I want to okay, a statement question. <laughs> All right, so the mischief committee actually is a reference to uh, the book uh, Fight Club by uh, uh, I always forget his last Chuck Palahniuk. Yeah, there it is, Chuck Palahniuk. Um, there's like a little thing in there that like is like Monday is like uh, the arsonist group, and then Tuesday is this, and then Wednesday is the mischief committee, I believe. So, hmm. Uh, we, we just really like Fight Club. So. <laughs> yes, I agree. I love that. Fantastic We're not supposed movie. to talk about that. Don't talk oh, about it. Uh. <clears throat> you, you know, I, I showed up late to one once, and I tell you what, Fight Club is one of the best things in the whole world. <laughs> I, I wasn't there to hear the, 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 all the rules, but I, I tell you, Fight Club is just one of the best <laughs> things ever. So I would I would seriously recommend everybody just go find your local Fight Club and join. So pretty I much the rules too, but you know, it's, it's it's a great place. So this is the podcast with no name, and uh, we're we're sponsored by Fight, and that's it because I can't yeah. talk about it. So just fight. Oh, I didn't know we weren't supposed to. I I, I thought it was the greatest thing ever. Please, yeah. Podcast is no name. Please fight. It's a wonderful thing. <laughs> it's okay. I think Tyler's pretty forgiving. <laughs> yeah, he's a little forgiving. Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, is it because you just thought that's cool, or did did it, uh, did uh, the mischief did it just resonate with you guys as far as why you became the, it became the name? It's actually it's uh, backstory behind it is uh, I used to be in another band called uh, Paper Soap, which was supposed to. Fight Club as well, <laughs> and I told them about this, and our lead singer uh, Aaron wanted to like uh, think of some names and stuff. I mean, we thought of a bunch of names at the time, but he was like looking specific cool names in Fight Club to reference, and he said that one, and I was like, I like it. The Paper Soap Company. Yeah, exactly. Yep. exactly. Yep. <laughs> but uh, you know, the Anarchist Committee wouldn't have had a very good ring to it for a band name. The Anarchist no. Committee, yeah. yeah. No, and it also goes well with that. Uh, we 
had an idea for a logo for a while that is a kitsune or a nine-tailed fox. And what is more mischievous than a fox? It's true. Nothing. Loki? <laughs> Loki? There you go. <laughs> well, we'll... Let's, let's be low-key about that one. <laughs> <laughs> so this is the podcast where no puns are allowed. Yeah, exactly. Uh, so so how, probably fire us both. Yeah. <laughs> so how, how did the band get started? Like, who who uh, got you guys together? Uh, well, it was kind of a joint effort between our lead singer, Aaron, and then our lead guitarist, David. Uh, David and I were working on a separate project, and... Aaron had put out an ad like he's been in several bands before even played on Warp Tour for a little bit and oh really Mm -hmm. uh, he wanted to get back into the game it's been a minute since he uh, had played so he put out an ad and David found him and then we went in like the week later and rehearsed with him nice and then it just started to go from there and you guys just started playing and yeah yeah happened we played for a couple weeks and then Tenchi joined and that was uh quite the experience when he first joined yeah because uh from uh from what they were telling me they wanted to originally be like a blink 182 cover band in a way um i i was just kind of there when david and aaron were talking <laughs> and i heard them starting a band i was like you know what i haven't been in a band in a while can i join they're like sure and uh the first day i joined uh they were going to do a blink 182 song I had no idea how to play it though, so I'm just standing in the room awkwardly with a guitar, just like while they're playing. I'm like, "How do you what? Uh, G, <laughs> it's, uh, it's, C, it's like, <laughs> exactly." But the thing was, is everybody else there didn't know that he was uh, that he didn't know the songs or wasn't told what songs to play until he got there. Yeah. So we thought that he had been told and he just didn't learn them. That's And funny. so we were just like, if we're yeah. going to have to play with somebody like this who just shows up and doesn't even practice. Just but, like random miscommunication right there. Oops. Thankfully, he was good. It was just that uh, Aaron forgot to send him to set list. Yeah. That's funny. It was like the next band practice, you know, that's when we kind of... <laughs> They're like, up. oh, he knows how to play. Okay, we're good. It's just, yeah, just, you know, just we tell me what the songs are. Moment. Oh <laughs> well, was there an audition process? Or was it just like, yeah, you can play? No, it's just, we just showed up and we just played. One day I'm going to show up to your rehearsals with spoons. And be like, guys, I'm in. <laughs> oh, we'd love that. I would <laughs> love to see you actually play the spoons. We have a special place at our concerts for people who play the spoons. Yes. It's called the audience. Yes. <laughs> That's perfect. Or the restaurant next door. You can play with us there. <laughs> so besides Blink-182, it seems like, what other bands influenced you guys? Oh, man. You can go first. <laughs> So I am someone who loves a lot of different genres, but I would say some of the big ones for me is my favorite band is Alkaline Trio. Gotcha. Uh, and then I'm really into ska music. So like I really love like Lesson Jake, Streetlight Manifesto, Dropkick Murphys, mm. Dropkick Murphys. Uh, and they're so ska? more than huh. yeah, very loosely ska kind of. <laughs> we can- it's I ska. mean, Smash Mouth is considered ska. So. Really? <laughs> That's weird to me. I don't know so, if that... So the, the ska band that I always remember was Real Big Fish. Yeah, Real, yeah, Big, Real Big, Big Fish. Yeah, Real Big Fish is great. Yeah, And then, so, uh, with me, uh, <laughs> No Doubt, when they first started. Mm. I miss The no original doubt. No Doubt. Yeah. Yeah. I was really sad when Gwen Stefani left. When yeah. she became and the now, sole act, yeah. Yeah, and now she's completely different. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Which, uh, I know this is... It, it, it'll lead to what we're talking about, but if you haven't seen Captain Marvel... 
there's an awesome scene with No Doubt playing in a fight scene, and it is fantastic. Oh, well, it's Marvel, so I have no doubt. It's no so doubt, cool. So. <laughs> <laughs> no, doubt about, no doubt playing in a Marvel. Man, movie. you're just on it today. Yeah, <laughs> I'm a, I'm I'm kind of the like the pun guy of the group. So get used to me, I guess. Well, so <laughs> if you're the pun guy, who's the fun guy? <laughs> that would be no one. We're all boring. Yeah, we're incredible. Well, I mean, he's boring. He's a bassist, but you... <laughs> I've seen you play bass, basically. Bass. <laughs> oh, there you go. <laughs> there it is. What a punny episode this is. <laughs> yeah. So what is the day in life of rehearsal for you guys? It's, uh, we show up uh, usually at my house because uh, we have like a nice That's little That's weird. Uh, studio. <laughs> yeah. But there's like a nice little studio in our uh, basement area uh, where we can just hook up. Uh, we just kind of get together. We, uh, we go down. Usually what we do is uh, Aaron will just point at someone and say, pick a song whatever song that we know and they'll say it and then we just start playing it and then point to another guy and pick a song and I think that's actually a good way to like uh, keep up and uh, with that sort of stuff because sometimes you never know what's going to go on live and uh, if we don't have like you know backing tracks or something like that for a certain song right. we have to do a different song to fix that we know the next song immediately so yeah and to be clear they are our songs yes they are <laughs> our songs it's not just like pick any song it's like, I'm uh, just like it's like our Songs. Uh, you know what? I think I'm gonna do Moonlight Sonata. <laughs> like, well, I want you to play Tequila. Go ahead. Yeah. Lowrider. Uh, <laughs> let's just do some from Metallica. Yep. Why not? <laughs> so, speaking of that, they are your songs. What uh, What's your songwriting method? How do you guys write the songs? Do you rely on a sole person, and then you just all jam with the lyrics, or how do you guys do it? Kinda. It's a. Uh, uh, for the most part, what uh, we'll do is uh, one of us will just like sit down, like come up with like a a, a nice little uh, verse idea or a chorus idea or something like that, and uh, from there we'll like share it with the band, and uh, you know one of us will take it and like put something over it, and uh, we what we what what I usually do the most most of the time is I'll I'll um, I'll, I will throw down some a lot and I'll just throw it to them constantly and just like hey I can't put this idea what do you think and they're like oh yeah that, that's that's cool let's let's do some with that and then um, after we get all the instrument stuff laid down then we start working on a, uh, me and Aaron start working on a lyrics does anyone ever come to the group it's like hey I wrote the song I really like it and it's just like horrible and you're like oh <laughs> we'll think about it uh, about one and two yeah. of every song no, <laughs> it's not like that. Actually, for the most part, we haven't really had anything that's been like, man, that sucks. Yeah, it's all been stuff that's just like, okay, I don't think that fits with this, maybe, but it's something that we can use in a different piece. Right. Yeah. It's like some. There's always good. There's a, go, a little gold in mixture because it's it's writing is is it's it's you have to kind of figure it out. So yeah. you, I mean, you'll pick good pieces and kind of make a song from that. Yes. Oh yeah, it's just reconstructing it basically. Right. Just well, uh, make sure it kind of fits what we do. So. And the really cool thing is, is like we spent the first year and a half writing, and in that time we only did four songs because we just changed so much structure of every single one of them. Right. That makes yeah. sense. And like it started off like the first song we wrote was Chemistry, mm-hmm. and it started off just like super super traditional pop punk, uh, and it was good. But then as we kind of like started to meld our sound as we wrote more stuff, we went back to it and we were able to structure it to be more like how we are. It was still in, it was still in major and it was still poppy, but it still 
it felt more like us than it originally did. Yeah. One question I really have is, do you need backup dancers? I'm just kidding. Uh, <laughs> you're not kidding in the slightest. Yeah, I Maybe won't. a little. I, I won't uh, say no to that. But yeah. <laughs> so how do you guys maintain your uniqueness amongst all of the other bands? What makes, what makes this music yours or different than everybody else? I would say sell me your band. <laughs> I think a big part of it has to do with the fact that uh, we all have similar interests, but we also are in those for different reasons. And so we all have a similar taste in music, but we all come from a different style. So for example, uh, David is really into like more pop and indie, and yeah. then I'm into mm. the more pop punk and ska. And then Brad's into more of the death metal. And that's what we're talking about. You can speak for yourself. Yeah, I was going to say, I'm more into like, you know, punk, metal, emo, post-hardcore, that sort of stuff. So, But the cool thing is like, we all like all those genres. It's just like we gravitate and our musicianship has been centered around those different genres. And make your own sound. And so like, as we come together and as we write together, um, it kind of creates like a little bit of a mix of all of it versus when you get in a band that one person writes everything it's pretty much their experience that controls how the band sounds yeah another uh thing that i would say that uh about us is uh every song that we write doesn't sound like the last song that's awesome. That's, like you're revol- yeah. revol- uh, revolving. Yeah, because it's like, evolving. you know, if you, evolving. Listen, if, if you listen to Winter, it's kind of like heavier and sort of alternative. Uh, you listen to Panic Syndrome, it's more like pop punk meets like uh, Midwestern indie. Um, Poster Child's more like Latin y, pop punk y ish. And, you know, Chemistry is just like straight up, like, you know, uh, just a poppy little uh, punk, punk rock song. So, hmm. But with that, they all are. Even though they're all completely different, they still feel like us. Right. It's, yeah. You have a distinct sound. Mm-hmm. So, do you remember? Okay. Do you remember your first concerts that you ever attended, and what and who was it? Oh man, uh, this is super embarrassing. It's okay. Mine is kind of weird. So go ahead. So mine's we'll, we'll super embarrassing because I went for one band, and I will still stand by liking them because even though I get that it's uh, kind of like um, rock that middle-aged men listen to and stuff, okay. I still enjoy them. But my first concert, and I went for Papa Roach. Oh, Papa Roach. But it was Saving Abel, Papa Roach, Hinder, and Nickelback. Oh, oh yeah. Well, you had me until Nickelback. But... <laughs> uh, and, you know, it was it was an enjoyable concert. Uh, there was, especially the Nickelback part, but it wasn't, be- <laughs> oh, so it wasn't because of Nickelback. It was because I, me and my buddy were there, and... We were sitting there watching it, and all of a sudden, the guys right to our left got in a fight and almost accidentally punched us in the face trying oh, to nice. punch each other. Oh. Those Nickelback fans, man. They're so we rowdy. Like, That's yeah. where Fight Club started. Oh, yeah, they, were so, they were so drunk, and it was just like, come on, guys. <laughs> Keep going. This is fun. See, that's not bad. My first one, though, I was in college, and it was this little tiny college close to Texas. And I have no idea why they decided to come to this little town, but Lifehouse. Oh. You remember Lifehouse? I, remember I Lifehouse. love Lifehouse. They're not bad. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, and I was, they came, and tickets were like 10 bucks. And I was like, why not? 
I, I, I'm fine with it. So they played in this little tiny. You could tell they didn't want to be there. They're just like, all right, guys, this next song. Just <laughs> <laughs> try to get out of the way. <laughs> so my first concert was uh, Weird Al. Well, that, that oh, must nice. have been That's cool. Yeah, that's cool. That, I've gotten to see him a couple times, but yeah, he was my first concert. What's your favorite Weird Al song? Ooh. Oh, there are so many, but one of my favorites, uh, because of who it spoofs and who is actually in it, is Craigslist. Okay. Because none other than Ray Manzarek plays the keyboard for Craigslist, and they were spoofing the doors. So mm-hmm. they had Ray Manzarek, who was the keyboardist for the doors, playing Craigslist. And he was incredible. He's since passed on. But uh, that's why. It's that, just, that's it's just awesome. And Weird Al nails Jim Morrison. To... <laughs> Better than Val Kilmer did, by I the way. I haven't heard Weird Al in forever. Well, yeah, nobody's perfect. Friend. What was your first concert? That I can remember. <laughs> it was actually a... A, at a, a a church in my hometown, actually, of a, a metal band called uh, Their Beauty Fades. I don't think anyone knows of them. They weren't. They didn't get that popular. But it was like the first like little metal band that like played our own hometown at a church. And then there were just these kids that were just moshing and stuff. And I was there, and I was moshing. I was just like, wow, these guys are amazing. And then after that, uh, uh, you know, just. Paid didn't go to shows for a little while, but, you know. <laughs> uh, I remember one of the coolest ones, though, and I, uh, I'm from Albuquerque, and Green Day came, and they are playing... Sorry. Uh, Green Day's great. What is are you it? talking about? Yeah, Green Day's fantastic. Green Day's amazing. And they were playing Time of Your Life, and it, st- it was outdoor, and it started to rain, and, they were pl- and he was playing in the rain, and everyone was like, this is awesome! It was a good concert. I, uh, they're great. Mm. Yeah, I didn't really get to go to a lot of shows, like, all the way through high school, because I'm from the middle of nowhere, Illinois. Nice. And so there would be some shows that came near me like an hour away, but most of them I had to drive at least four hours if I wanted to go to anything. <laughs> oh, no kidding. <laughs> well, it's like here, there are so many um, really good artists that play like um, at the marketplace. Just, you know, just oh, yeah. local, just, just playing because oh, just Pike, play. Yeah, because I've actually bust at uh, Pikes a couple yeah. of times. Yeah. It's... Yeah. Some of the people you pass by, you're like, why aren't you... Yeah, like, right. You need to be doing this for a living. You're fantastic. Some of the, some people have, like, amazing voice. And just... Speaking of people who play at Pike Place, uh, my buddy, uh, George, he goes by Jay Levity. He's pretty cool, but his music is on... Uh, he plays at Pike Place all the time. You should check him out. Okay. That's a good plug. Yeah. <laughs> um, so speaking of, though, so you... you, you so do you have any albums, uh, like, completed? We have an EP uh, called uh, Recovery, and it's only just five songs. Uh, four of the songs that we mentioned, and then there's a fifth one that's just instrumental called uh, Winter Garden. Hmm. Um, uh, apart from that, um, we don't have any like official like album album out yet, but we are kind of in the process of uh, writing. So it's a good word yet. Yet, yes, <laughs> yes. yes. Yeah, so yeah. there's plenty to be Underline. excited for. <laughs> yes, we got a couple songs in the works right now. We're, and where are you looking to like put them out once the once we're out so people who know where to find them once it's all done and you start to promote it? Uh, so we actually have our stuff pretty much everywhere. We have it on Amazon, Spotify, Apple Music, Google Music, uh, YouTube. Yeah, Google, YouTube, all of it, everywhere. 
Yes. Just, you can't escape us. We, we literally <laughs> just took it to the internet and just threw it there and just left it so everywhere. Are you, so are you guys uh, pretty much uh, just album performers, or can we go to a local establishment here in the Seattle area and find you? Yes, you can. Um, actually, we will uh, be doing a show on the uh, 29th at uh, El, uh, no, um, Fun House, which is at next, Fun House. next to El Corazon. Um, Both good venues. Yeah, we'll actually be uh, playing with a couple bands there um, Malevolent Breed, Prying Free, and uh, Two Clicks. Two Clicks, which is currently on tour right now, or about to go on tour. So Nice. Yeah. Very cool. I always like asking those questions to. Uh, do musicians, if you can go to any concert uh, in the past, any any concert, what concert would it be? Hmm. <laughs> any musician, any concert, any yeah, anywhere in the world. That's a hard question because there's so many amazing shows that have happened, and I... don't say Nickelback. And <laughs> <laughs> but Nickelback's my favorite. <laughs> He said sarcastically. <laughs> I'd uh, I would go to the uh, New Mexico uh, concert of the Black Parade by My Chemical Romance. You know that would be a good one. That album was a really uh, underestimated album. I really like Black Parade. That is that yeah. was a good one. Really, yeah. really good album. It's so good. Good choice. Yeah. yeah, I've always wanted to see him live. Never got to, but if I could, I would definitely go back and just run up. To the stage and be like, I see you guys. <laughs> I would say of bands that had a direct influence on me, I would agree with uh, MCR and specifically that album. But in general, though, I don't know. I guess probably someone older, somebody that really helped shape music. Right. Like maybe Buddy Holly. That'd be good. Yeah. The Bopper. Huh? That's oh, yeah. a good choice. I think mine would be the the famous Live Aid concert that Queen performed uh, uh, with yeah. that lineup. Like, just when you talk about who shaped music, you know I mean, they had like Elton John, they had David Bowie, like mm -hmm. Queen. That lineup is just, it blows my mind that they were all there performing. That's that's where I would go. That's a good one. It is a good one. <laughs> but if, if, if I were to go to any concert... No, I'm not going to be actually historical this time. Oh, oh, okay. oh right. <gasps> what? No. Um, Jean-Michel Jarre had a record-breaking concert attendance uh, for his music, uh, Electronica. I mean, it, he's great with the synth synthesizer. And his concerts are just full-blown productions where it's just him on the stage and lights, lasers, everything, the full catastrophe. Hmm. And he set a world record for the most people in attendance. And it was down in Australia in one of their natural amphitheaters, kind of like the Gorge. Oh. But it was huge, and there were a million people in his at his concert. That's wow. amazing. A million people. So I thought, gosh, it would just be so much fun to experience all of that energy from the crowd. You know, like you, you do at the Gorge. To a certain extent, you know, like you get maybe 50,000, 30,000 people, but to have the energy from one million people listening to the guy's music. I wish there was a weird statistic of like, there was a million people at a Hootie and the Blowfish concert and everyone <laughs> lost their mind. I love Hootie and the Blowfish. <laughs> also, I just need to say a disclaimer. Uh, MCR, I definitely do think was amazingly influential, especially on my life. 
But the way I said uh, someone who helped shape music, I do think MCR shaped music. <laughs> uh, well, yeah, definitely within the early 2000s emo. So I just missed <laughs> something that was way before my time. Is there a band that like you hear and all of a sudden you're like, I just can't. I it just it, for some reason it drives me crazy. Like here's a good example. I can't stand ABBA. Uh, Every time I hear oh. anything by Apple, for some reason, it's like my, my trigger word, and I start to like freak out. I don't know why. Well, you got to take a chance Abba. on them. I, I don't know why. Yeah, and like flip the table. Ebba. <laughs> because, I mean, music is, is, is not everyone has the same taste. So, I mean, it's, yeah. it's going to be one of those things where it's you love it, you hate it. Wait, you, you finally acknowledge that not everybody has the same taste? Yeah, definitely. Whoa. Wow. So... The thing is, is not everybody has the same taste, but some people just have better taste. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, so some people actually do like Yabba. Uh, it's yeah, my, my mom. Sorry, mom. No, she has a better taste. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Nickelback. Uh, yeah. yeah, you got me again. No, not Nickelback. Uh, I don't know. That's a really hard question because there's not a lot of stuff that I can't stand. Actually, there's probably plenty. It's mostly pop. Oh, I got you. Uh, anything that just sounds that most of the songs that are like popular in that sound exactly the same and use this right same same chords. Yeah. Well, yeah. even the same tones. Yeah. Just because I can, it's just like oh. like and there's nothing wrong with liking pop because I totally yeah. get it. Like my wife, she loves pop because uh, for her, she's an orchestra person. Mm. So for her to be able to unwind in that with music. She needs music that she doesn't have to think to, and pop is great for her for that because it's just so straightforward. So do you think uh, some of the pop music artists just walk into the studio? Oh, looks like the, it looks like the settings are good. Let's just play. Who was here before us? Awesome. This is yeah, this quite is on exactly that. what we were looking for. So. so growing up, did you guys like what instruments did you gravitate to right away, or did you did you like stumble through some and then finally it was like, aha, this is my instrument. So actually, for both of us, uh, we started playing way late in the game. Yeah. Yeah. I. Uh, it's funny too because uh, first instrument uh, that my dad ever got me was a drum kit, and I played on it a couple times, and I just lost interest. So he gave it to my uh, buddy, and then later on he gave me a guitar, and I had no idea how to play the thing, and I was just like, I don't want to try, even try, and then later on. Uh, uh, my buddy had an acoustic guitar. He gave it to me, and uh, uh, like I'm, I'm in my early twenties. I'm just sitting at my apartment, just trying to cover like some Bayside song, and I couldn't do it. So I went back even further to simpler songs, and uh, I started covering the Beatles. And I was just like, okay, I, I know how guitars play now. <laughs> I'm getting it. I'm getting it. I'm getting it. And that's 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 how I got into it at least. <laughs> Don't uh, just don't let the Beatles hear you say that that, that their songs were so basic <laughs> enough that that's what you learned the guitar. But they're, well, they're good songs, though. That's yeah. And <laughs> basic enough. doesn't mean bad. And the other thing is, is like I saw, is it Paul McCartney that's still alive? Yeah, yeah. Mm. I saw him live at Firefly. I can. Uh. I always get their names mixed up for some reason. I really shouldn't. <laughs> uh, but he was talking about one of the reasons why he's so good at songwriting is because he writes a simple song every single day. Mm. Practice that makes sense. Especially like playing. Like yeah. he wrote, he would write a it. different song every mm -hmm. single day, and if you're doing that every single day, yeah, some of them are going to be complex. That's like, but and most then of all them the rest of them be... are going to be Beatles songs. <laughs> <laughs> hey, I like the Beatles. Oh, see now that's that's the thing is that's the that's my trigger band is the Beatles. 
Can't Aww. do it. Aww, they're nope. so good. Well, Except for the fact that they're not. <laughs> but that's, you know, like I said, you know, some of us have better taste. You know, that's okay. Nice. No, yes. Not like the Beatles. Mm. I was going to say something. I completely <laughs> lost my train of thought Sorry. what I was going to say. Yeah. For me, though, it was, uh, I got into playing music. I had a guitar for, since I was in high school, but I never touched it. And I went off to college. And this is going to sound super lame in that, but like uh, there was a girl that I was dating for like a year and a half going into college. <laughs> and I came home and we broke up. And it was weirdest thing. It was actually mutual. It wasn't like a, those, oh man, it's mutual, but really they broke up with me. Yeah. It was like we actually <clears throat> realized we love each other, but we're going separate ways. Yeah, and that well, was the hardest thing because we had a good run. it was mutual, <laughs> which meant there wasn't really anything that I could like blame her for. Right. So it made it getting over her a lot harder. And so like it made it to where I'm already introverted. And so it made it to where I really didn't want to see anybody. And eventually you can only binge so much. <laughs> right. And so like I got bored, but I was still too depressed to go out. So I saw the guitar and I just picked it up and started learning every Alkaline Trio song I could. <laughs> you, so like, this is going to be a very basic, simple question. Be like, yeah, of course. Read music? Yes, read music, right? No. I don't know how to See, that's music. so interesting. I know a lot of musicians that are like that. Um, like even, like, I learned how to play by, by ear. I can't, I don't know chords. Mm. But I think I know more chords than I actually do, if that makes any sense. Yeah. So, I and I, and I found that fascinating because I've known a lot of musicians that are like that. It's like, I can't really read music, but you can just feel it and you just hear it and you play it and you... Yeah, yeah. No, I, I get that. Um, it's kind of like a, like... Back in the day when I was with my old band, uh, Paper Soap, we wrote in like many different genres. And I was barely learning guitar and stuff, but I would always like try to come up with like these different like chord structures like for my fingers and stuff like that. And uh, I thought I was being clever and just like, oh yeah, nobody's ever played this. And then, you know, it's just like my buddies talk music theory or just I'm showing them this stuff. And it's like, oh no, it's this and that. I'm like, what, 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 what's this? Oh, you know, B7, blah, blah, blah. It's like, what about this? Oh, it's this, but I'm just like, okay, so everything's a chord then, like, like basically. Yeah. So yeah, so like, check out this new uh, the tuna mate. You're like, that, that's a G. Yeah. Uh, exactly. oh, oh. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I, I failed music reading. Yeah. Oh, the only yeah. thing I know is reading. every yeah. good boy deserves fudge, and all cows eat grass. And the first one I know, I didn't. I've never heard that second one. At least I think that's right. I could be wrong. Yeah, like I just made that up. Well, no, it's supposed to be the bass clef, but I could be wrong because I can't read it. Is there one instrument you've always wanted to play and you've tried it? You're like, yes. nope. Mm-hmm. Oh, no. Oh, no. I, I got excited when you said, is there an instrument that you want to play? Oh, yeah. Do it that way. Uh, is there an instrument that you that you want to play? Uh, yes. I want to learn the electric cello. Cool. Not bad. Very yes. cool. Well, I'm close. I was going to say I want to learn the violin. But... See, that's my wife plays. And so uh, I was like, you know what? I'm going to try it. I've never – it's alien to me. So I picked it up and oh, my – it sounds like a cat yeah. just being flipped in the air and thrown. It's yeah, hard. It's she's really hard. great at it. And then, and then you got these Thank little you, yeah. horse hairs and you're trying to hold this thing on your neck. Well, and you're just like, what am I doing? You can't, do you... Yeah, and you can't see the frets. Like yeah, You can't exactly. see that that part of my brain's like, uh, I, don't, I don't know. And you're just trying really hard to look at it in your periphery. You're just like, uh, I think that's an I instrument. That's, I think that's a no. <laughs> I think it's an instrument you have to start when you're little. 
Oh yeah. Mm, I don't know well, maybe. how hard that would be to pick up. No, that's it, actually what they say. They're actually like, fairly light. If you don't start a violin when you're like five, you're going to be a failure. Yeah. <laughs> it's like I'm sorry, son. Well, not, <laughs> not all of us are Mozart. Yeah, I mean, you know, yeah true. Like you can always learn anything. Like oh yeah, you got to suck to get good. Yeah, that's very yeah. true. That's and very it, true. It, it, yeah, I mean, it's like anyone can learn any instrument. It's just you know, it's. It's better to learn certain instruments at a younger age, just so you know you have better like structure for everything and uh, like just all every like single technique, every single like uh, nuance that you would need to know, you'd have it like memorized, muscle memory for like things like the violin right, or yeah. Like that. And then you start playing, you're like, oh yeah, this was hard yesterday. No, oh, good. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Is there so I know you play bass. Uh, do you remember like the very first instrument? Like, do you still have your very first instrument that you that you ever got? Gone. Yep. All my very first. Uh, well, I mean, like, said my first instrument was technically the drums. <laughs> oh, well, that's true. <laughs> yeah, you got rid of it. Yeah. Uh, my first instrument would have been the recorder. <laughs> <laughs> but second instrument, I also don't have. It's somewhere in my parents' garage because they got me. Uh, a guitar an electric guitar when I was in like a sophomore in high school and it, the funny thing about it was I never learned it bought a different guitar from a different friend later and it was about two months ago I was on YouTube and I saw a video that was just like I just bought the cheapest guitar you can get <laughs> and here's how crappy it sounds and it, they pulled it out and it was like, this isn't even a brand. Like, it just says, <laughs> like, this, it doesn't have an actual brand. It just has the model on it and it just says Viper. And so he pulled it out and I was like, hey, that's my guitar. I mean, Viper? I've never heard of that before. Yeah, and it was like this uh, electric guitar that was like all red and. Oh, gosh. Uh, he started playing it and it sounded like absolute garbage. I remember my very first uh, acoustic guitar, my dad. I was like, I want one, so he sent it to me. And I don't know if you remember this guy. He used to sell guitars, and his name was Esteban, and he looked like Zorro. Oh, yeah. And he'd always <laughs> wear dark glasses, and he, and this is literally how he would teach you with the DVD that came with the guitar. He goes, I'm going to teach you this song now. I want you to follow along with me. And he plays, and it, the guitar was exactly like the one you said you had. It was just garbage it was tinny and it was just i don't know what it was made out of why do i not sound like esteban yeah i'm like i want to be like esteban (laughs) (laughs) this guitar is crap i remember esteban one of my friends had his stuff and yeah we always we he never learned guitar but we would just watch the videos to make fun (laughs) yeah if you probably youtube it sorry esteban if you're listening uh you (laughs) can (laughs) you can find it assume he is let's know he is yeah sorry yeah yeah um so Big question. Mm. Let's get real. Oh boy. Oh, what are your 2019 goals as the band? Mm. What are your this year's goals? Uh, to keep breathing. <laughs> okay, let's keep it basic. <laughs> yeah, let's start off. I like this is going. I like this is going. So far, so good. I agree with that one. <laughs> um, I think our goals. Currently, are to uh, get out at least uh, one or two singles, and hopefully uh, near uh, winter have like an, either another EP or an actual album out. Uh, of course, you know if that doesn't happen, uh, you know we got plenty of time in the winter to actually just <laughs> right, write yes, everything. So, <laughs> yeah, 
I think that's uh, basically one of our biggest goals as a band is to write more stuff. Good goal. Yeah, we've talked about uh, recording, getting some new stuff. Like we want to make sure that we take our time and uh, not focus too much on the stuff we have and really build up our library and Mm. uh, make sure that we're putting the time and effort into it to make it meaningful and just good music in general. Yeah. Uh, So like we've talked about, we have two songs in the works right now Mm -hmm. and then we want to shoot a music video uh, coming up in the next couple of months. Nice. Cool. And uh, uh, I guess like the other thing too is like, you know, we still want to play shows, but until we get like more material, material, we're not like, you know, jumping on like every single show out. Like every week of the month, but you know, you want to have an actual like decent set list instead of yeah, like there's absolutely. a half a song. I don't. Know. <laughs> it's, it's it's like Aaron says, and it's kind of uh, true with me as well. You know, uh, uh, we like the songs that we make, but if we keep playing those songs over and over and over again throughout the year, eventually it will drive us nuts. We right. have to keep writing. We have to keep. I, I agree. So. That makes total sense. Yeah. So we're nearing towards the end of the episode, and I like doing this with. All the guests. So, you. Uh, this will be on Facebook, and everyone that's listening on uh, SoundCloud and Anchor and everything. Pitch anything you have, anything you want everyone to know, uh, what to look forward to. The floor is yours. Please pitch away. Well, first off, I know we mentioned it earlier, but we have a show coming up on the 29th mm-hmm. at the Fun House, and there's going to be some awesome other local bands, and we hope to see you there. Mm-hmm. This 29th. Yes, March 29th. March 29th. Cool. March 29th. Okay. Um, we'll make sure to put that on our page as well when he posts all yes. this for the, the episode too. Yeah. Um, I guess um, not really a pitch but more of a shout out. Um, yeah, anything. Yeah, I'll shout out uh, like a few bands I like. Uh, like a Question of Answer. They are really awesome. Oh, so Intr- oh yeah, they are They are a very interesting punk, pop punk band. They, uh, they kind of have like reconstructed the genre in their own way. And it's like one of those things that you have to listen to it in order to understand why I say it like gotcha. that. And of course, uh, Two Clicks, they've been around for a year, few years and they've been building up their audience quite a bit and they're getting even bigger and hopefully, you know, this will help them also get just that bit bigger. Um, no Home, that is a very emotional, uh, post-hardcore sounding uh, band. Um I absolutely love them. I would say check them out. And uh, oh, yeah. don't forget variations. Oh yeah, variations. Variations is so good. Variations is like it's insane. You, okay, you lit. <laughs> if you listen to any of their songs on their albums, that's how it's going to sound live, but better. That's how you know it's a good band. Yeah, that's when you how sound you know. great live. There's yeah. like twice that energy live. They just always. Every time I see them live, they just bring just more energy to the show check out variations they're amazing (laughs) and i have one last question before we close this episode for all the viewers that are listening that are starting out as musicians what is your number one like advice for them starting out in like i want to start a band or i'm in a band what do i do uh i would say just do it uh not to go all shy on you but (laughs) just do it (laughs) But the big thing is, is we forgot our green screen. You don't, <laughs> you don't have to be good to get started. 
Uh, and you, you're playing and just your writing will improve tremendously just by playing with other people. So find people who have similar goals and similar tastes and loved what the same things and start off just learning a couple songs together and then start writing and you'll learn so much in that time. Like I had only been playing bass, like I played guitar for a couple of years, but I'd only been playing bass for like six months when I met these guys and my playing has improved so much just from playing with other musicians. And I, I can, I know that cause I played with you a few times at church. So I can testify to that. And to think you used to play the recorder. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Good quality recordings to you. Uh, um, I would say pretty much what he just said. I'd also, uh, just me personally is always, uh, if you're going to form a band with anyone, make certain it's people that you want to be friends with. Mm. Don't don't try to just do it just because of a business model. I mean, you know, have that in mind. But if you can't stand the people you're playing with, then uh, it's just a matter of time until you one of someone's going to snap. Then so. it will turn into Fight Club. Yeah, yeah. exactly. <laughs> Even if your goal is to be a professional musician, you have to treat your band like a family. Exactly. Like you have to want to be able to goof off, go get dinner after you're done with rehearsal, mm -hmm. uh, and just have a great time because that's going to make the music that much more meaningful to you as well. Awesome. Exactly. Guys, thank well you said. for dropping by. Oh, yes. Absolutely. Thanks for having us. Yeah, yeah. Our pleasure. I really hope uh, your music takes off. Uh, and um, yeah, if you have a link or anything, send me something so I can put... Uh, link to one of the songs or something on our Facebook page so yes. that people oh, can yeah. can you know get a sample and be like oh I like these I like these folks. Do you prefer <laughs> Spotify or? It doesn't matter like any that? any link. All, all yeah yes. every, every link, every you, link have. you have. But just yes, give us uh, send us a link or something and we'll post it up and so that way uh, they can hear what you guys do. Sweet, awesome. That's cool, that's guys. What we will do then. Well, it's another thrilling episode of the podcast of No Name. And guys, uh, if this is your first time listening, um, Nolan, where can they find us? Oh, the usual suspects. Facebook, iTunes, <laughs> SoundCloud, yeah. Anchor, yeah. and of course, Instagram, and uh, everywhere else. And remember, guys, if you're struggling musicians or starting out as a musician, it's okay to start with a recorder. It absolutely <laughs> is. And maybe you'll graduate to a kazoo. And uh, Nickelback. <laughs> <I know. laughs>